Day 31, cancel the cancel culture. We're on our last 10 days of this great 40 days of joy. Thank you so much for being a part of this. These are podcasts for some of you that I believe you'll listen to over and over and over again. My wife, when she heard something, and she still does it, and she hears something that she knows she needs, she'll listen to it over and over and over again. And I love this era we live in with headphones, iPods, uh, iPods, yeah, uh, earpods, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Well, you got iPods and earpods. <laughs> I love this that we're in right now where we're able to access so much and listen to so much. And I believe, again, for some of you, these messages are going to be a, a key for massive breakthrough and increase in your life. Now, cancel culture, let's talk about it. And I make a statement in the beginning sentence of the devotional, a cancel culture greatly decreases joy in our lives and our relationships. A cancel culture is a modern form of ostracism, shunning, in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to have been canceled. And I want to just say this right here. I know there's people listening who have suffered pain because of this. And I just speak a healing into you and a forgiveness, a breakthrough, a wisdom that will astound you. I speak Romans 8.28 over you. All things work together for good for those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. And as we look at it, I say the cancel culture is a non-biblical response to the perceived faults and failures of others. Let's read Galatians 6.1, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Now, we may not agree with people's behaviors. We may not agree with what people are doing. But if we just write people off, label people, then we are part of the problem not part of the solution. Certainly the story with the woman caught in adultery. By the way, where's the man in this situation? Jesus said, he was without sin, cast the first stone. And what I love about Galatians 6.1, it's, it's, it really talks to us about having a heart that restores, not a heart that's quick to judge and ostracize people. And, and we consider ourselves lest we be tempted. And we do it in gentleness. 
We're not there trying to restore people in anger, frustration, heaping on them punishment. But we're sorry, and we consider ourselves. And we realize that except for the grace of God, it could be me. We stay humble. We, it doesn't mean in our humility that we don't take stands and we don't uh, help people clean up their messes. We don't, it doesn't mean we're not going to at times tell people, and if we're in a leadership position and someone has done something damaging and very public or, or whatever, that there's times where we need to say, hey, you know what? There's a time where you need to step off of the front lines of what you're doing, whether it's ministry or leadership, so that you can focus on the root reasons for why this happened and so that you can rebuild trust in the eyes of people. doesn't mean we're not going to do that at times, but the way we do it, through gentleness, through a restoring spirit, is so, so important. I love how the Bible is not afraid of, of letting us see the faults of the men and women that God used. It's really so significant. And I believe one of the reasons that God does that, well, there's more than one. For instance, he, it gives us hope. Because I think if God can use them, he can use me. But it also helps us in our relationship with others that just because somebody has a breakdown in what they're doing, (laughs) uh, creates a mess, we realize that it's not the end of the story. Peter denied Christ. It wasn't the end of the story. David committed adultery and murder. It wasn't the end of the story. Abraham lied about his wife, that she was his sister. It's not the end of the story. Now, last thing I'll say and on this is the prodigal son, you've got the three characters, the prodigal, the father, and the elder brother. The default of the elder brother mindset is to first see what's wrong with a person or place. And that's really at the foundation of the cancel culture is that default. But the default of a father mindset is to first see what's right with a person or place. And the Lord is growing us up to be fathers. And the father mindset, doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, the father mindset makes us more joyful. Even in the story of the prodigal son, the father had a party. He was joyful with his son's return, but the elder brother stood on the outside and was very non-joyful with his cancel culture mindset. Hey, tomorrow we're going to get into celebrating progress. We talk about that a lot. God bless.